As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, 10 lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. <clears throat> when I attend uh, medical conferences or lectures, one of the things that is required if I want to get credit for attending that lecture is I have to fill out an evaluation of what I have just heard. And one of the primary questions that is asked at the beginning of that survey is, are the objectives of that lecture met? So I thought we would try a little differently because sometimes in the homily, sometimes we tend to wander. And as Pope Francis said in Evangelion Gaudium, as painful as it is for the priest or deacon to prepare the homily, it's even more painful for the faithful to listen to it. So I want to try to give you a little roadmap of where we're going. So I want you to think of three things what I want you to know, why I want you to know it, and what you need to do about it or with it. So those are our, our three. So what I want you to know is that Jesus wants to give you his mercy. Okay? We'll break open what that means. Why is that important? Why does that matter? is because Jesus, God, the Trinity, wants to heal your miserable or your heart that's filled with misery. We'll talk about that. And thirdly, what should that move us to do? But to be a people of gratitude, a people of thanksgiving. So Jesus wants to give us his mercy, that's important because he wants to heal our hearts and that should move us to be a people of gratitude. So there's no question in the Gospel of St. Luke that he was known as the beloved physician. So throughout the Gospel is weaved the importance of healing. And we see that in today's Gospel and in the reference in the first reading, the disease of leprosy, also called Hansen's disease. Now for us in Phoenix, Arizona, in the 21st century, we may not have a good understanding of what leprosy actually is. 
I had the opportunity to see a patient with leprosy when I was an intern at the county hospital in 1995. And he was a middle-aged man who had immigrated from Central America and he was being treated there at the county hospital. So you can imagine a teaching hospital, the volumes of people that went in there to see him. But leprosy is caused by the same family of bacteria that causes tuberculosis, so it's very contagious. It's spread by respiratory droplets, okay, so just by breathing. That's why they're kept at a distance in, iso in isolation. So when we went in to see this gentleman, it was almost like what we hear in the scriptures. He was in a room of isolated, isolation. He was by himself. His head was down because he was so embarrassed, because he was so disfigured. Because leprosy is a cutaneous disease that goes into the nerve, destroys the skin, causes ulceration. So a secondary effect is that there's a severe stench that they have when they get secondarily infected from other bacteria. So you could see that this individual was chastised. We went in there with full garments and protection for our own protection while he was being treated. So with that understanding, to kind of give you an understanding of what leprosy is, let's jump into the gospel. Because as you see, Jesus now was walking towards Jerusalem. He was awaiting his passion. And then these 10 lepers in the gospel say, at a distance, because they lived lives of isolation, as I said, they would even sometimes ring bells to warn people that they were coming to stay away from that. But what, there's an interesting point that the gospel say that there were nine of them that were Jewish, and there was one that was a Samaritan. So he was an outcast, not only because he had leprosy, but he was also a foreigner. He was not from the Jewish people there. So what does that tell us? That is, tells us that sometimes when we face adversities, all our biases, all our judgment, all our preconceived notions fall away. Because in the book of Proverbs, it says that love unites friendship, but adversity brings brotherhood. Because as St. John Paul II says, we can be friends, but until we suffer together, we don't have a brotherhood. So here are these 10 individuals, these lepers, outcast, accepting each other with their disease. They see the Lord in the our translation says, have pity on us. Other translations are, have mercy on us. So there it is. Jesus wants to give us his mercy. And these 10 individuals know, they recognize that Jesus is the Lord. They recognize that they're in need of help. So in their humility, they let everything fall away. They accept one another for who they are and they recognize the God of Israel, who then now will become the God of all, as we proclaim in the responsorial psalm. His saving love was revealed for all the nations, and they ask him 
for mercy, for help, for pity, for healing. But what does mercy mean? We use that quite often, even at Mass. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, we call out to the Lord to have mercy. Well, part of it, understanding of mercy, is the relief of punishment to someone that deserves it. Okay. But we also have spiritual works of mercy. Counseling the doubtful, educating the ignorant. But the root of the word mercy comes from the Latin misericordiae, two words, misery, misere, and cordiae, the heart. Misery of heart. So what does Jesus want to do when he gives us his mercy? Yeah, he wants to give us physical healing, but more importantly, he wants to give us spiritual healing. The lepers in the scriptures, they didn't understand and know what the science that we know today. So the understanding that this, these diseases that these people had were a result of their sin. So that's why they would go to the priests for healing. Obviously, our knowledge has, has progressed, but the basic understanding is still the same. We have broken hearts. We have miserable hearts. And the Lord wants to change that in us. He wants our heart to be like his. So while we're not going to have leprosy, hopefully, here in the parish anytime soon, we have a lot of spiritual leprosy. We have prejudice. We have pains. We have broken relationships. We have health issues. We have this world we walk in our says respect life month. We have the sin of abortion that affects Catholics at the same rate that it, it's the general population. We're no different. That is pain. That brings misery in our heart. But we need to humble ourselves and to cry out, Jesus, have mercy, have pity. Take away my miserable heart. Unite it with your sacred heart. Put those pains, ask the Lord to give you his mercy, to put those into his side. Where that spear entered that side, that's a direct connection to the heart of the Lord. That's what they were going towards. That's what the soldier did. That's what we need to do. And guess what doing that does for us? When we recognize we need mercy, when we call out for healing, then the Lord will move us and give, it, give us a spirit of gratitude. St. John of the Cross said, the first movement of genuine spirituality is gratitude. It's being thankful for God in all things, for the good and the bad, for everything that is presented to us. Because everything has a purpose and an ability there to ask for healing and openness, whatever is given to us, whatever individuals, whatever sickness, whatever relationship, everything has a purpose. And we need to be thankful. That is where we change. Because the opposite of gratitude is ingratitude, which leads to prejudice, bias, 
envy, all of those things. So the antidote is to pray for the virtue of magnanimity. Another big word, magnanimity. What does that word mean? Magna, big, anima, soul. To pray to be, have a big soul. To be the better person. And you do that through prayer, through dedicated prayer to God. To being diligent in everything that we do, no matter how small the assignment or how large the task, that we do our very, very best. And we don't complain. Look at St. Therese. She recognized, she had this heart of gratitude at a very young age with her illness. She said she was brought into a field of lilies, meaning all her other brothers and sisters. And even her blood sister, who also was her religious sister, recognized that she saw that. She saw everything there as a gift from God. So how do we express gratitude to God? Because we can never fully express it for everything is given to us. We'd be, we're in debt. But first of all, we express it on our relations with one another. That we take down barriers and difficulties that don't allow us to see each other as brothers and sisters. Even in the first reading, Naaman, if you look at the book of Kings, he went to the Jordan to wash. But why did he go there? If you go home and read the preceding chapters before that, he went there because a foreigner, a little slave girl, told him that there is a prophet. Go and wash and go and see him. He learned from someone else. He humbled himself. He opened up to listen to the message of God. So caring for each other. But most importantly, how do we show our gratitude to God? It comes from the word thanksgiving, the Greek word thanksgiving, eucharistio, the Eucharist. That is the highest form of thanksgiving we can give to God, is the Holy Mass. Because we can never give anything like that back to God too, but himself. And what is offered in the hands of the priests, back to the Father, but Jesus Christ himself. It's Jesus Christ that is being offered back up to the Father, the eternal offering. So when we humble ourselves, when we recognize what our spiritual leprosy is, and we ask our Lord to unite our hearts with his, then we become a people of gratitude, a people of magnanimity. Then we become a changed people, eventually called to be saints and united with him. Amen.